The following message is brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity. To learn more about the Ezra Institute's mission to advance the Lordship of Christ, please visit www.ezrainstitute.ca. And away we go. The culture war is on on a foggy Tuesday morning. Uh, we'll let the fog lift and get down to lucidity right here and now. Joining us in the studio, Scott Masson, Associate Professor at Tyndale University in Toronto. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, John. And Justin Trottier is a spokesperson for the Canadian Secular Alliance. Good morning you, Scott. Or Scott, rather, Justin. <laughs> Twice to Scott and once to Justin. There you go. Too much credit to Scott, well, not to Justin. <laughs> Good morning to both of you. Speaking on both sides of my Yeah, mind. we'll level a playing field right here and now. Uh, and so uh, we've got the two of you here. On, uh, I'm hoping opposing sides of what could be uh, a very vibrant debate. It's something that's actually uh, played itself out stateside when you've got uh, the insertion of, uh, let's say, the government or the secular society into the realm of the religious. And there's a Catholic university in Ottawa, or it's affiliated at least with the University of Ottawa, St. Paul University. And uh, they're taking some heat from their students when they prevented the student association from offering up a bowl of free condoms at the association or the administration building. So uh, the students are saying, basically, uh, this is our right, and uh, we should be allowed to access this, but we know as a Catholic institution, this doesn't square with their uh, doctrine or uh, belief system. So the question then becomes, uh, should the students be allowed to cite a right in this case, or uh, is this a, a denominational right that the school is exercising? Uh, let me start with you, Scott Masson. What say you? Well, a couple of things. First of all, St. Paul's University will have a statement of faith and a lifestyle policy, which uh, as a Catholic university, they will understand as an, as a, an expression of their faith community and so forth. So the students will be aware of that, and that will be something that I I would have thought uh, as a matter of freedom of religion, they'll understand that that can be enforced. Um, There is a slight uh, misrepresentation of what actually happened, though, there. I I checked the website last night for the university, and the CBC's reported this. I think it came up on some sort of blog, first of all, and then the CBC reported as if there had been a blanket ban on contraception at the university. It's actually not an accurate reportage according to the uh, website, the, the joint, so the administration and the student, student association have reported that it is just the student association where they had free condoms in the office, which actually is an official organ of the university. That's true. That it was just there that they didn't want them hand them out for free, but they weren't banning condoms from the campus. So the misrepresentation of the event in in the public press is is, is also an issue. Well, to be fair, there was a lot of misrepresentation. <laughs> Another aspect of that was that it was suggested that it was being distributed actively. Actually, it was just a, a, a bowl of condoms. Right. I guess at the front of the student administration office, which right. students could choose to take from or not. Yeah. There was no active attempt to disseminate or distribute condoms to the student population. Making them even available or accessible is uh, something, is that the prerogative of the uh, school's administrators to say, no, we don't even want to allow for that because the student student association believes the administration is putting ideology before practicality and uh, it's a health issue that should trump 
doctrinal uh, beliefs. I explored the school's website as well, and what I found was that they go out of their way to be diverse, to be open to students of all backgrounds, all faiths. Mm -hmm. I also noticed their slogan, ironically, is, this is the face of change. So I'd hope that they would change for the better. Um, they would move to the, the, uh, the modern world. Uh, all research suggests that condoms, if you're going to practice sex, practicing safe sex, is, is vital as far as human health and sexuality is concerned. And as far as the issue, uh, John, as you introduced it, about the boundaries between secular and public, uh, I, I looked at a lot of the comments in the media, and people really don't have the facts. The fact is it's that the single largest donation, it is faith-based, but the single largest donation is the provincial government, $6 million. It's more than all the other revenue streams combined, or at least about equal. Yeah, but we get so back that, to that argument. If you're taking tax money, you've uh, then conceded the point that you can stand on faith. It's, it's not just tax money. It's also they're a federated uh, university. They have a very tight relationship with the secular public University of Ottawa. Mm -hmm. They consider themselves to provide the, as they put it, the ethical foundation uh, for learning at both University of Ottawa and St. Paul University. So it is a little bit broader. And if you look at the history, there is that relationship. But a little, it's a little bit broader than just a, a private completely Catholic-funded university doing their own thing. There's deep ties beyond the university. I think that makes this issue a little bit more complicated. Well, it does make it a bit more complicated, but not as complicated as you suggest, because in the public square, according to our Charter of Rights and Freedoms, freedom of religion is one of the fundamental freedoms. Mm -hmm. So that means that the free expression of the tenets of, of that faith, in this case the Roman Catholic expression of the Christian faith is allowed free reign. Now, according to the understanding that's being fomented in the consensus media, this is an outrage and should not be allowed because it's publicly funded. And it's saying, well, public funding is therefore at odds with the freedom of religion. I mean, what sort of a definition of freedom is this? You can be free to practice as long as it doesn't uh, intrude into the public sphere at all. I mean, what sort of freedom is that? Okay. Consensus media, I'm going to use that. I like that a lot. Um, we're, we're not talking about the institution or the, uh, the board of governors or whatever it is that governs the university, as I said, distributing condoms. We're talking about the student association. The student association is funded by the, by the students of the university and represents the students of the university Correct. who are Catholic and non-Catholic. If those students who vote presumably to create this student administration, think that condoms is in the best interest of the student body. And by the way, all the facts suggest it is. And if you're going to talk about freedom of religion and religious rights, that's not the only right. There are rights to, to health too, rights to have uh, access to the, the best health care. And if condoms are part of that, making it accessible, even at a Catholic university, uh, I think that's totally appropriate. So are you saying that it's the, it's the religious right of someone who objects to this to have free condoms? Is that somebody's religious practice that you're defending there, Justin? I don't quite understand No, I never here. suggested that access to condoms was a religious right. I suggested that there is free more condoms. to fr fundamental rights than the right to practice religion. Well, but nobody's right forcing to, people uh, to, to have unprotected sex. So, I mean, I'm not quite sure what the freedom it is that you're defending here. If access to condoms, totally free, free and available. condoms, yes, uh, right by, uh, by an official. Oh, well, I don't think if students, I, I don't think students that can't afford condoms should be at a disadvantage whatsoever. <laughs> if, they, if they can get access, you know, you can laugh right, all, if you can laugh all you want. Condoms. You can laugh all you want, but there is studies Thank by you. the CDC, the NIH, and a whole bunch of other foundations that condom use, uh, by the way, or 
the free exchange uh, distribution of condoms does not in any case increase sexual activity. All it does is for, te- uh, for teens or in this case university students who are going to have sex anyway, they have safe sex and it reduces pregnancy and the transmission of, of STIs. And I, don't, I don't really understand at the end of the day how you can object to that. Well, wait a minute. What I don't understand is how does one in this day and age, whether it's here in uh, St. Paul's University at the University of Ottawa or even in the United States where this whole contraception argument yeah. has uh, roiled around uh, you know, with Rush Limbaugh weighing in yeah. and many others with Obama. How do you uphold or satisfy a Catholic or Christian mandate anymore in a secular world? I mean, it seems like there are competing interests here. And Justin, your argument is on the health and safety idea or just, well, this is a behavior now that we've sort of come to this point. Uh, so therefore, the denominational imperative goes out the window where it's minimized. Well, that's not, what it is to have religion in the public square. There is competing claims. And, and there are complete competing claims. There are com- competing uh, uh, rights at stake here. What I'm saying is, and we can debate this, that when there's a conflict between religious right and right to health and safety, the health and safety trumps the religious right. Right. Especially when 50% of the funding isn't coming directly from uh, from Catholic uh, Again, that's a complete admission. red herring, as if the public good was somehow at odds with freedom of religion. I, I just simply... This is in this case, odd. it is. So this, mo- this sort of celebration of diversity, different perspectives, different points of view, different religious perspectives. We note that there is increasingly this ruthless, narrow homogeneity where everyone must uh, celebrate the libertine police state because this is what it is. You're talking about the public square. There should be an enforcement of a certain view of morality which has been promoted by the libertines amongst us. You know, free sex and everyone's going to do it and everyone should do it. Nobody's promoting that. I just said condom distribution does not necessarily increase the rates of sexual activity. Free condom distribution. And and not only that, there's a there's a push. And just to go back to what John was saying, and it's in the public square, which is why the PB, the CBC has picked up on it to some extent. It's it's mm-hmm. it's to adopt the bully pulpit and put the the Catholic uh, position on trial, as it were, in the public. Oh, it's so unfair uh, that, that you know they're preventing these poor Johnny from having free condoms, uh, and so he's going to contract STDs. How how barbaric! I mean, come on, this is ridiculous. You're, fush- you're forcing a Catholic university, at least the press, by the press's uh, uh, take on this, forcing a Catholic tr- university to, uh, to advertise free sexual activity. I mean, come on. Well, that's not the media consensus, to borrow your term, what- whatsoever. And in fact, you've said contradictory things about what the media consensus is. Um, nobody is touching whatsoever the curriculum of the school, their, their rights over admission. Uh, none of that has to. None of that is in conflict with other fundamental rights. This well, particular thing is. is. That's why. That's why we're, we're we're focused on it. And you know, you can say I'm making a case about it, but I think it's. I think you're making the case about it. You're you're choosing to to make a case about this really quite trivial thing. Well, is it really trivial? Because it's symbolic in the sense that the Catholic school has a mandate to live up to its doctrine and its uh, laws, values, principles, whatever, and by uh, the students maybe probing and testing this, are handing out free condoms or putting them in a bowl in the administrative offices. And uh, now that they're being told you can't do that, uh, it's not like they're being denied access. They can walk across the street to <laughs> exactly. the shopper's drug market. Precisely. I mean, that's... Well, on the other hand, nobody's forcing the condoms upon them either. And nobody is, is 
suggesting that we should, you know, go yeah, out of our way to- In the faith, they're verboten. What else do Absolutely. you need to know? I mean, you can cite all the health and safety issues and so on and so forth. Shouldn't they, though, still be allowed in this day and age, even if they are taking taxpayers' money, to fulfill their Catholic mandate or Christian mandate in this regard? It's called freedom of religion. And for uh, just, just no, for you, freedom sorry, of if religion- it con- if it conflicts with, with basic access to uh, to health and safety, uh, I think that, that, that has to trump it. Now, that is the case that's being made in the States right now. So the new the new policy that Obama is bringing through is, is saying that, that that all institutions, including Catholic ones, should provide free contraception, free sterilization if they ask for it, and, and uh, uh, free abortion-inducing drugs. And now that's part of the policy. That's why it's a bigger issue than just this... You know, somebody is being deprived of something that's going to preserve their sexual health. I mean, it's a bigger issue. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Well, we wanted to uh, it put it to the issue. folks. If you do believe, in fact, that uh, by depriving students access to this bowl of condoms, free condoms, <laughs> in the main office at the St. Paul University campus up in Ottawa, uh, that this is somehow an, in, uh, an invasion of their rights. Uh, do you believe the Catholics don't have a right to determine if they're going to be condoms made accessible on their uh their on their own campus. On yeah. their own campus. Uh, which which interest should Trump here in the competing interests? Justin citing health and safety as being of paramountcy, and uh, we've got Scott Masson saying you still have freedom of religion under our charter, and uh, the Catholics can mandate it for their own schools or institutions. All right, let's get back into it with our culture warrior, Scott Masson, associate prof at Tyndale University in Toronto, and Justin Trache, spokesperson for the Canadian Secular Alliance, a school up in Ottawa, the university, uh, St. Paul University, Catholic uh, operation. Uh, the students placed the bowl of condoms to be accessed freely in their administration building, and uh, the administrator said, uh-uh, doesn't square with our ideology, and uh, they're now being accused of putting ideology before practicality. Justin states it's a health and safety issue, and Scott says, no, it's the right for the religious institution to um, not only uphold their mandate, but uh, to determine how they want to, uh, you know, uh, make sure that they're uh, fulfilling their obligation to their faith. And uh, this, therein lies the question, should a student in this case or anybody have a right to access contraceptives in a Catholic institution? Jim, what do you say on the 407? Good morning. Hey, how you doing today? Good, thanks. Well, here's the thing. It's not a health and safety issue because they're not having sex in the administrator's office. So they'll have time to go to the store in between going to the administrator's office and having sex. I, one would think. So it's, it's really an intellectual lie. But let's not misconstrue the argument. The argument is somebody else wants to put their values on these, this group of Catholics. And that's not yep. fair. Yep. So it's big tolerance enforcing a one-size Fits yep. all diversity on others. That's right. If, if, if there is a real health and safety issue where someone was in danger at that moment, you know what? I think the school would see that, and their morals would allow them to to uh, change their doctrine. Well, it's a direct challenge then to the institution, and uh, we're seeing this play out in the U.S. of A. as well with the whole uh, issue surrounding contraception, which uh, provocatively, I think, maybe. Uh, Stoked up by uh, Obama purposely to be provocative, to get, uh, you know, the right wing and evangelicals and uh, faith based groups to bite on this. So that, or am I being conspiratorial minded in the sense that uh, he may be setting this up as a, a stalking horse or a well, straw man? You might be conspiratorially minded, but I was <laughs> similarly minded. I, I, I did wonder why the administration would come out so nakedly. 
uh, you know, to stoke up the religious right. Uh, well, maybe because it's not just people of faith who have strong values, strong commitments. Why is it that when you have secular people who stand behind their commitments and don't back down, they're seen as uh, as part of a conspiracy? It can't just be well, values. But when people, you know, of the conservative religious persuasion stand behind their values, they're they're lionized and championed. Well, that's fair. That. That's fair enough, Justin. But but the and qu- I think the Tea Party has done a lot on its own to push that kind of agenda. For their, you well, know, the Tea Party's large has been a candidates. small government movement that will include things like that. Uh, but they're pretty I, I, social conservative focus. As well, because again, in our day, the, the, the left has been big government has been pushing into that sphere. So the, the two dovetail together, mm-hmm. I agree. But the point here is that by, by taking an extreme stance, which you say is principled on, on the, on the left, if you want to call it the left, yeah. um, he's not, he's in a sense going away from the middle. And at this time in the election, he needs the middle voters. So the question is, why would he do such a stupid thing? And 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 really dividing well, the, dividing is. his opponents would seem to be the obvious. So reason. in other words, when you've got people like Santorum uh, who have stayed in the race and actually uh, in Mississippi in the Bible Belt uh, specifically, uh, they've uh, garnered a lot of votes and they've got a lot of support. Do yeah. uh, you think he's almost being positioned that way? The Obama administration saying, you know. Uh, we're going to make these div- dividing issues, these concrete I, issues. I think he sees Romney as his ultimate opponent, and I think uh, the Republican establishment does so as well. But uh, he sees uh, Santorum as a tool to whip him with up until that point to divide. All right, so stir up the uh, easier Catholics, to win against the evangelicals. Easier, easier to go, yeah. Yeah. And in fact, his reelection campaign has encouraged uh, in open primaries at least Democrats to vote for who he sees as, as the weaker candidate. Um, but I, yeah, I think, I think it is a little bit too too far-fetched to suggest that the president would actually, you know, push an agenda he doesn't believe. I think he's, oh, strong, he's baiting I think he them. He's baiting them with this whole uh, this whole idea that you know uh, there's an attack on religion and uh, they. But it's an exaggeration. Wrong, I think. All right, all right. But Let it's me the politics back. of division. That's there's what no it is. All right. Let me get back to the issue at hand and whether or not uh, there should be a right to access contraceptives in a Catholic institution. Tom, what's your take in Keswick? Um, I just think it's a, a slippery slope for the Catholics just from the fact that the kids are focused on this now. Once they get this, could you imagine if they start focusing on true human rights and how women in the Catholic Church can't progress past a mother superior or whatever? So as long as they stick to their doctrine and they stick to their beliefs, mm. everything can be status quo. As soon as they start deviating from those, those ingrained sort of uh, values, then you're, you may end up with, who knows, a woman pope in 3030. Well, I mean, there's a bit of that. I think, I think more than fearing that if they give one little bit of ground, that everything's going to go with it. I mean, I think there may be some concern about that, but it's more the, uh, the question of sensing that there is actually in the public square uh, an animus against the, the faith in every way, and there's an incursion into areas of religious freedom um, at all points and in every way. And, and, and again, it's the politics of division being practiced upon the Catholic You, you say that, but if there were ever a school that promoted, I don't know, an atheistic ideology, say a university Which one doesn't? That, that, actually pushed <laughs> fo- that actually pushed as part of its institutional mandate and its oath some kind of atheistic ideology, and they had 50% of their funding coming from the public, I think we kind of be on opposite sides here. Right? I think you'd have a problem with that, and, right, and rightly so. And like I said earlier, it's not just the funding. I mean, they, there is a deep entwinement between St. Paul University and the University of Ottawa. Uh, St. Paul University actually appoints governors to the Senate of 
universities yeah, but Justin, Ottawa, every, every even public... at the governance stage, that they're, they're, one influences the other. Sure. So we, we haven't even really gotten to the heart of that. I don't even know what your problem is here. Every public university of, of any history in Canada uh, has a Christian foundation. So the fact that St. Paul's is a Christian foundation and it wants to stick to it, you want to remove that as well? You want to remove all vestiges no, like of the I Christian said, I, faith? From... Not at all. Not at all. Only, well, the ones precise... that, only the ones that conflict with well-established facts about what's in the best interest of the health of our citizens. Right. And what That's is where defined there's a conflict as a fact that needs is what you in your view, your moral view of sexual health considers to be a fact. And that's where the culture war is. Uh, let me grab Joe in Ajax as a final word on this one. Joseph, what do you got? Yeah, hi. Um, <laughs> as far as uh, this issue with the condoms being made available, uh, to me it's a thin end of the wedge. Uh, it's a subtle attack on Catholic doctrine and beliefs. Yeah. Um, if you're a practicing Catholic and uh, you are going to church and you live by your morals, it's a no-brainer. Uh, you're going to know the right thing to do. I think the ones that are going to have trouble with this are the uh, what the church calls the C&E Catholics, um, Christmas and Easter Catholics, <laughs> the ones that live their own way uh, between Christmas and Easter. They get caught up in their everyday living. They skip out on going to church, and this is the importance on regular Sunday Mass and, and keeping up on your faith. All right, would you allow for the free bowl of condoms to be dispensed in the uh, school's administrative building? On the basis that it, it does go against Catholic doctrine and the fact that if you're going to, uh, to a Catholic facility and you know and you understand that it is a Catholic facility, I think there should be a respect for those, uh, those values. But there seems, an inconsistent, available. there seems an inconsistency there with, with the caller, because I agreed with his first part. It, you know, <laughs> the, the Catholic institution has the right to instill whatever ethics, sexual or otherwise, that they want. Want. And and as I think the caller was emphasizing, no people, people, make, people get to make their own decisions. They All can right, take guys. the condoms and use them or not. I got to leave you on that note. I appreciate it very much this morning. Interesting debate. Scott Masson, Associate Prof at Tyndale University in Toronto, and Justin Trache, spokesperson for the Canadian Secular Alliance. Thank you for listening to this message brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity. Please feel free to share it with friends, but do not charge for or alter the material in any way without the express written consent of the EICC. Thank you.